Another game, another preseason win for the Minnesota Wild as they take down Chicago 3 to nothing. What can we pull from the win? And does Dean Evason give us a little bit of a look at one potential line combo to start the season? We discuss all that and more today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. And just as a reminder, Lockdown Wild is free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we recap a 3-0 win for the Minnesota Wild against the Chicago Blackhawks. We'll talk about the penalty kill today as the Wild get a couple of shorthanded goals. We'll look at the Brandon Duhame, Connor Dewar, Marco Rossi line combo to see what the potential is for that line to be one that starts the season. And we'll talk about Carson Lambos, who also impressed in this one here tonight. My name is Seth Topol, host of Lockdown Wild, veteran Minnesota sports content producer with well over a decade's worth of experience covering your favorite Minnesota sports teams, guiding you through the preseason here on Lockdown Wild. And as we said right off the drop, a 3-0 win for the Minnesota Wilds against Chicago. And uh, this one was never in doubt because Chicago is a mess. And so I guess if this were a regular season game, this would be exactly what you would expect going up against a team like Chicago. It just There was never really any point in which Chicago really threatened and Honestly, 12 shot attempts, I think, was all they had um, during the game. Really maybe had one in which Flurry even had to uh, break a sweat. So it was just never in doubt, and there were some fun things to take from the game uh, that we'll talk about here today. wanted to start by talking about one of the young prospect defensemen that the Wild have in their system, Mr. Carson Lambos, who... Uh, I thought looked really good in this game against Chicago and for no other reason other than it was just fun to see a rookie defenseman go toe-to-toe against Patrick Kane and uh, he won some puck battles. He was uh, he was defending against him uh, on more than one occasion throughout this game and you know when you're looking at prospects and are they going to make it, aren't they going to make it, it really comes down to you either have it or you don't like you either show the ability to do some things, you know, at the next level, you either show that or you don't. And so for Lambos to show that again, granted it was during a preseason game for him to show that going up against a guy who has as big of a pedigree in this league as Patty Kane does. uh, That was really fun to watch here tonight. And so I thought Lambos looked super comfortable. He was calm out there, didn't do anything 
that uh, led to opportunities for the other team. And when you're looking at the future of this Wilds decor, all the talk coming into this season was about where Kalen Addison is going to play. You know, we will be keeping an eye on Brock Faber with the Gophers throughout the course of this season. And so I don't want to say he was forgotten, but it's almost one of those things like, oh, yeah, we have Carson Lambos as part of that uh, that prospect group as well. And so if he can be another player that furthers this, uh, this decor group, this just gives a ton of options for Bill Guerin and Dean Evison to work with here over the next couple of seasons as players have their contracts come up to the end and maybe are not re-signed. There are going to be a lot of young options to be able to hop up and help this team out, and I would expect that Carson Lambos will be one of those guys. Maybe not, you know, maybe not next year, maybe the year after, but um, it's it's fun to see all these names that we have heard about, and in Lambos's case, you know, was just drafted a couple of seasons ago, and so to hear those names during the preseason doing some fun things. Um, it, it really gets you excited about what this uh, prospect group is going to be able to do as we move forward. So uh, kudos to Carson Lambos for going toe-to-toe with Patrick Kane throughout uh, a majority of the night. And uh, you know, just those fun things that you see, albeit in a preseason game, but those are the kinds of things that you kind of want to see from those guys is um, just – Rising to the occasion, stepping up, and uh, and impressing. And I uh, thought Lambos definitely did that here in this one tonight. He wasn't the only one, though, and we got a chance to see a line combo in action that may be what we see at the start of the season. And so we will discuss that exact combo when we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. And if you are a homeowner or are looking at purchasing a home, Simply Safe is the only thing that makes sense to keep you safe. They protect you with cutting-edge security technology powered by 24-7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. With 24-7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and outside your home, smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash LockedOnNHL. Save 20% on your SimpliSafe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. 
Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Listeners, Lockdown Wild, along with all our other Minnesota podcasts, are now available on Roku and Amazon Fire TV as part of Lockdown Sports Minnesota. More great local sports coverage, 24-7, absolutely free of charge. Just make sure to download the Lockdown Sports Minnesota app today on Roku and Amazon Fire TV. We continue today's episode breaking down what we saw in the 3-0 win for the Minnesota Wild over the Chicago Blackhawks. And uh, it was interesting in this one as uh, we talked about um, just 12 shot attempts for the Chicago Blackhawks. The penalty kill for the Minnesota Wild generated not one, but two shorthanded goals. And so one of the biggest thorns in the side of this Minnesota Wild team, able to generate some chances and come up with a couple of goals that ultimately ended up turning the tide in this game. And not a shock, it was Connor Dewar with the first one. And one of his line mates, this wasn't a shorthanded goal, one of his line mates, Brandon Duhame, scored later in the game to ice it. And so uh, the Wilds getting a chance to look at the line combo of Connor Dewar, Marco Rossi, and Brandon Duhame. And I tweeted it out during the game. Ultimately, 100%, my wish for this season is for Marco Rossi to play in an elevated, in a top six role. That is the one of the biggest objectives of this season is to get Marco Rossi from point A, which is starting his NHL career, to point B at the end of the season, where he is looking like, at minimum, a top six player. And so in order for him to do that, obviously, he's got to get those top six minutes. Even having said all of that, I think it's going to be really, really hard for Dean Evason to not go to that Duhame, Dewar, and Rossi line at least until Jordan Greenway is back. That line combo was just such a Minnesota Wilds type of performance winning every single puck battle, battling for the puck um, in the corners, on the edges, around the boards, and just flat out, out hustling whichever players for Chicago they were going up against in this one. And yes, fully understand, you want NHLers to be able to do that against a lot of guys playing for Chicago right now that will probably be in the AHL once the season is underway. But still, they impressed in what we saw here in this one tonight. And you see them playing on the power play. You see them playing on the penalty kill. And who's the ones that, that scored at the end of when it all was said and done? It was Duhame off of a great feed to set up a breakaway and uh, ended up capitalizing on that opportunity. And then late in the game, that line once again, turnover um, in the Chicago zone. 
and Brandon Duhame able to uh, to capitalize on it and to uh, to come away with the goal there as well. So yes. The objective of this season is to get Marco Rossi up into an elevated role, but this gives you an opportunity if you want to see if Tyson Jost is capable of a bigger role. If he's capable and he runs with it, then this ends up working in kind of a double fashion because the Wilds, want to be a team that is four lines deep. And if that fourth line is playing well, that's going to lead to more minutes for them. Marco Rossi's not going to be like a 10-minute-a-night player for this team. That's, that's not going to serve him well. And so if you have four lines up and down the lineup that are playing equally well, you know, then that just makes this team way more deep than we've seen them in the last few seasons. It all comes down to who's playing well and who isn't. If the Wilds start the season with, say, Tyson Jost, Sam Steele, and Matt Boldy on the line, if Sam Steele doesn't play well or if Tyson Jost doesn't play well, move him down. If Marco Rossi starts the season strong, move him up. It's... It just is giving Dean Evison a look to see which of these guys is going to be able to handle it and which isn't. And so, yes, it's probably going to be one that we will see at least until normal line combos are back. But, you know, they they looked good tonight. And so if Dean Evison goes with that to start the season, I can't be mad at it, even though ultimately the goal for Rossi is higher than that. And we, we just have to trust that he'll get there uh, eventually. It just, it just depends on how many lines are clicking to start the season and how many aren't. Not really worried about the Kaprizov line. Not worried about the Grief line once Greenway is back. It's just those other two lines that are going to be kind of mix and match until, um, until they find something that works. And so... It'll be interesting to see, but it was interesting to watch that line uh, here in this one because it seemed like they had some good chemistry. And so in the preseason, when you're trying to find some potential line combos for a rainy day that you might need, it was interesting that that one had some good chemistry and good uh, worked well together because it would not shock me if that's not the last time uh, it would shock me if that's the last time we see that line combo used. I think it'll be something that's used, especially early in the regular season, but time will tell. We'll uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, going from something that we may or may not see a lot of during the season to something I hope we see a ton more of, we will finish talking about the penalty kill, which continues to impress so far in the preseason as we recap the 3-0 win for the Minnesota Wild over Chicago to finish off today's episode of Lockdown Wild after this. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. And if you missed it, listeners, Lockdown Wild, along with all of our other Minnesota podcasts, are now available on Roku and Amazon Fire TV as part of Lockdown Sports Minnesota. 
More great local sports coverage 24-7, absolutely free of charge. All you have to do is download the Locked On Sports Minnesota app today on Roku and Amazon Fire TV. The penalty kill, again, a lot of circumstances going on in the preseason. You're playing against a ton of different players, uh, many of which may not end up getting special teams time, depending on uh, how the roster plays out. But the penalty kill, schematically, it has looked different than what we saw at the end of last season. And we saw that unit in the last like 40 games of the season, it was under 60% success on the penalty kill, which is atrocious. And so that obviously was a focal point during the offseason as to how can we improve this unit? How can we fix this so that this doesn't happen again? That is a huge area that the Wilds can improve upon here this season is going from having a power play that can't score and a penalty kill that can't stop giving up power play goals. If they can go from a bottom five unit in both instances to somewhere between, we're not talking top five, you don't have to be top five, but between, I would say in the low end, between like 10th and 15th in the league, um, would be a massive improvement for this team. You're talking about a penalty kill that, you know, over that 40-game span, if you take that from under 60% to 80% or above, that we're talking we're talking wins that can go from games that you lose because your special teams is just awful to games that you end up winning because you don't give up those opportunities. And if the Wilds can get some power play goals in addition to that, it's going to help them out a ton. Uh, I have not been super focused on the power play at this point because, as I alluded to, there are so many moving parts during the preseason. Um, so haven't been looking at that as much more so schematically with the penalty kill and the things that we notice from this wild team so far doing a much better job of clearing the puck. But as we saw tonight, getting some opportunities off of the penalty kill turnovers at the top of the, uh, the zone that lead to scoring chances the other way in tonight's case. Connor Dewar had the breakaway shorthanded goal, and uh, the Wilds got another shorthanded goal, courtesy of a great puck battle by Ryan Hartman, who ended up kind of falling to the ice, somehow getting a shot on the net. I don't know how that happened, but then Matt Boldy was there to clean it up, and so the Wild get two shorthanded goals tonight. Much better job of clearing the puck, much better job of pursuit too. It seemed like the Wild were doing a really good job during the numerous uh, Chicago power plays of pursuing the puck handler. And I know one of the schools of thought of a successful penalty kill is to kind of, you know, pull yourself in around the goalie and allow the opponent to waste as much time as they want passing the puck around um, and then blocking shots and uh, getting clears. 
I am of the belief that another route you can go is trying to get your opponent to have to commit to things before they're ready. In this case, pursuing the puck handler or just, you know, just being active in passing lanes and forcing, in this case, Chicago into plenty of mistakes on the power play because they're being forced to make a decision before they're ready to do so. First four power plays, and I don't believe the fifth one, I don't believe the fifth one had a shot attempt either, but the first four, for sure, I saw because they flashed it on the screen, first four power plays for Chicago resulted in a grand total of two shots. More of that, please. More focus on clearing the puck. More focus on making sure that teams don't get comfortable, don't get set to where they're just playing tic-tac-toe all across the net and then can find somebody right in front on a quick pass or a redirection. Do not let people get comfortable in the defensive zone when they're on the power play. Clear the puck as many times as you need to. And the occasional shorthand goal is not a bad thing either. So hopefully more of that throughout the season. I think it will be interesting to see what the special teams units end up looking like at the start of the season because I think the personnel are going to change a little bit as well. Um, I know Michael Russo tweeted last week uh, the tentative looks for the Wild special teams, and Matt Dumbo was nowhere to be found. So it looks like the Wild are going to make some changes on the personnel, which I think, considering the results last year, is not a bad idea in the slightest. So special teams continues to look good. Penalty kill especially. Again, it's preseason, but uh, it's still encouraging to see that the scheme looks different uh, and that the results are following. So a good win for the Wild in this one. 3 nothing. Now they will uh, take on the St. Louis Blues on Tuesday before finishing things up over the weekend. We have hockey coming up here before you know it. Actual NHL hockey coming up soon. So a couple more preseason games to get through, and then it will be time to uh, really let it go and um, should be should be exciting to, uh, to see what this group has in store. Just one more thing before we go, because this might prompt a second episode tomorrow, our uh, second episode on Monday, depending on how things play out. But Michael Russo tweeting last night, Minnesota Wild will return to two groups for practice, uh, including the NHL group from a few days ago to work on the penalty kill. I'd suspect they will cut the roster significantly from the current 40 players. So should see by that, should see some cuts uh, later today. And so we may react to those depending on who it ends up being. But at this point in the preseason, players that are impressing are making it a difficult choice for the coaching staff. And so some of those guys are going to hang around until the very end before they uh, are sent back down. Iowa starts, uh, I think they start their training camp here um, this week as well. So should see some of those guys sent down as well to gear up for that. But um, 
we're we're getting right down to the end of it. And so not uh, not too much longer before actual regular hockey is uh, is here, and definitely can't wait for that. That is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Wild. So now that your first listen of the day is done, make sure you check out the Locked on NHL podcast to get the full load on and everything happening throughout the NHL as we gear up for the start of the season. Locked on NHL is free and available wherever you listen to your podcasts, just like Locked on Wild. So make sure to hit subscribe on YouTube. Turn those notifications on so you don't miss out on any new videos as we keep you up to date all preseason long. Locked on Wild is keeping you up to date with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked on Sports Podcast Network.